Welcome to the Work in Progress podcast. I'm your host, AJ Bove, and this is the podcast where we talk about the work I have in progress. So what's been going on over the weekend for Odorex? We went to Baltimore for LaxCon. Who was we? We is me and Marcus. And that was good. It was good. Didn't have a nice uh, little road trip down there, a little four-hour drive. Uh, we just did it all in one night. We were going to stop halfway, but then we saw it was only four hours and like, let's just do it. So we got there real late and uh, got out to the event Friday morning right down there in Baltimore. Got to be honest, wasn't too, too, too impressed with Baltimore. I get that I was there in the winter and there's really not much going on. It'd probably be a little bit more fun with like, you know, it being summer. Um, mostly just cause you know, got the water down there and like, eh, they got stuff about crabs everywhere and there's like the ballpark right there. So I bet it would be really, really fun to go down there like for a summer day and then catch a baseball game. But in the winter, there just wasn't a whole lot going on. Um, just didn't even seem like there's a lot of people out and about. So, uh, but the event was pretty good. Um, unfortunately cause of COVID some of the bigger, uh, exhibitors like STX lacrosse and, and some of the other big ones, they, um, they pulled out, you know, they weren't gonna, they weren't gonna go because of the COVID stuff. And I think maybe some of the, the attendees that were going to be there maybe thought the same way. Um, cause you know, we just heard that maybe the crowds weren't as big as they were in past years, which, you know, we didn't have any frame of reference for that or not. So we were just happy to see people in general. Um, and, and it was really good. It was good to get out there and get the booth set up. You can check out some pictures of that on Instagram, either on my Instagram or the Odorex Instagram. I think we'll probably be getting some pictures up there pretty soon. Um, but we had like, it was good practice, honestly, from my perspective, uh, at the Tampa pro and Tampa am for ramp armor, right? Because it was pretty much the same thing, except, um, it wasn't as lit, you know, wasn't nearly as lit. So, uh, we had the, the pamphlets up there. We had the, the poster up there. We had some stickers up there. We had uh, business cards there. We had some hand mannequins up on the booth. It was all good. We had our banner up uh, above our above our tent. Well, we didn't have a tent, but it was above our little table there. So that was nice as well. Um, you know, we did have one little kid come by towards the end of the weekend, and he just took a whole stack of business cards. Um, I think he just wanted anything free, and um, and he just took the business cards. He was going to ask. He did ask if he could have the gloves for free, and uh, I could tell Marcus was looking at me like, let's see, let's see what you answer here, Bove. And uh, I just could not let that little kid run off with three pairs of gloves, um, whether he was going to, you know, give them to his friends or not. I just, it was too big of a risk. I just couldn't do it. You know, three pairs just to have someone run off with a little kid. He was probably about six or seven. Um, so it just wasn't, just didn't think it was, it was appropriate to be giving away that type of sample to that type of customer. Um, I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't have any type of, uh, of sales background. I can't imagine, you know what I mean? It's not like he's going to understand the concept of commission if he gets it to his teammates. Um, so I was just like, you know what, take the business cards, give those to everyone, you know, and tell them to hit me up. So that's what I did. And that's what he did. And he ran off and had just pockets full of so much free stuff. Um, so that was the event, uh, Saturday and Friday. Uh, I don't know why I said the dates there backwards, but, um, Friday night there was, uh, what was supposed to be a networking event. And let me tell you, it was the horniest networking event that I've ever been to. And I'm not, I'm not saying it, you know, being weird. I'm just being honest. We got there. I was under the impression that it was going to be like a networking event. You know, Marcus and I were down there to, to kind of, you know, we had a little bit of an attitude of, of to get names what's that saying? Take names and kick ass. That's kind of our attitude, especially when Marcus was telling me that, you know, Marcus, and I really appreciate him for this. And I told him this on the phone. I told him this in person and I'm going to say it on the pod. 
I don't think I realized how much of an extrovert I am. Um, maybe I did a little bit, like after taking that personality test I was talking to you guys about last time. But I mean, he was like both. You're standing 15 feet in front of our table, flagging down people that want nothing to do with us. And you're getting a few sales out of it. So that's like not a lot of people can do that. So you should, you know, consider that a skill that you have that other people don't have. You should consider that an advantage. So I really appreciated him telling me that. So it kind of it, it kind of changed my perspective on, on me and my skill set, right? So I'm going to this networking event at night that's at this bar thinking like, all right, I can go talk to anyone. Let's figure out how to do it. Not even let's figure out. It's I've already figured it out. Let's just implement what I know how to do. And uh, first person that we talked to, I talked to, they uh, they were at first they were sitting by themselves. But then like as I was walking over to their table with Marcus, uh, this guy's buddy was also walking to the table to sit back down. And um, and I kind of like interrupted their conversation after the guy sat back down. And, and I was like, hey, man, where are you from? What's your name? Who you did? You know, who you here with? And he's like, oh, you already talked to us today. We're the booth uh, right across from you guys. Remember? And I'm like, I said, uh, what I said to him to that was, I said, I wish I was less memorable. And by that, I mean, I wish you were more memorable because that was an embarrassing situation, right? You never want to have to, you never want to like introduce yourself to people twice at these events, right? Because that is uncomfortable. There's not many like rules at these events. I mean, there are, but when I say rules, I mean like rules to success. Not that I know all the rules to success. Not that I'm a trade show samurai. That was another thing, not to be off topic on the on the horny networking event there was a guy there who was trying to sell a book and you know got to give the guy credit he wrote a book it's whatever um and and one of them uh was called this book uh, uh trade show samurai and and we're like oh is this you know you've been to excuse me you've been to a lot of trade shows and he's like oh no this is my first one and we're like what H- how are you the trade show samurai if this is your first trade show you know, and that guy, I got to be honest, that guy did not really rub me the right way. He's walking around trying to get people to help him sell his book. And um, and he was like asking us for money. And meanwhile, him and his son are both decked out in Patagonia. It's like, hey, man, uh, you know, maybe look like you don't have money if you're asking for money. So, uh, you know, that is what it is. Um, but getting back to the networking event, I go into it with that attitude of guns blazing. I can talk to anyone and I just end up, you know, forgetting that I met this guy. And it was tough because we had to wear masks and, um, and this guy, you know, even after he said it, I was looking for him the next day and I was like, hey, I think that's him. You know, I'm just saying, like I said, I wish I was less memorable because I had my hair flowing. You know what I mean? So he could have recognized me from the hair. I used my hair as a topic of conversation for a lot of people. You know, I was down at that Lax Bros event. You know what I mean? So I'm using the flow. I'm using the flow to my advantage. So, you know, then Marcus is like, all right, Bo, we cannot just be interrupting people at their tables. Like, that is not how we're going to be doing this. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm being an ass. So go ahead. Lead the way. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll do it. So then we go downstairs at this bar and we kind of make our way over to the bar where we're like, oh, maybe people are hanging out near the bar. We could talk to them over there. And I run into this guy who has real long hair. And uh, I strike up a conversation with him. I'm like, hey, you got long hair. I got long hair. Let's be long hair uh, hair buddies and we can talk. And turns out this guy, you know, we told him we're from Pittsburgh. And he started talking like a yinzer. And then we said, you know, we're from Newcastle, which is not really Pittsburgh. It's kind of 
north of Pittsburgh. Um, but, you know, if you're from Zimbabwe, we'll say, well, actually, if you're from Zimbabwe, we would probably just say America. But if you're from, like, you know, Tennessee, we'll just say Pittsburgh. So we say Pittsburgh, not knowing where this guy's from. Then he says, oh, where at? And we say, well, Newcastle. And he says, oh, my God, my mom and I grew up in Newcastle. So then we start this whole conversation. This guy is is plastered, by the way. He's hammered. And um, and he's with, and he's not like a bad-looking guy. You know what I mean? He's probably like in his 30s or 40s and has got the flow still, right? And he's with this chick who is, mm, let's just say in a different league. I'm just going to say a different league, a lower league potentially if you're looking, if you're just basing on looks, you know, if, you, if you're just being superficial, uh, you know, this guy's worrying about trying to get with this girl. And we're like, well, I think she's probably trying to get with you. You know what I mean? I, don't, I think you're kind of looking at it wrong. Um, so, you know, long story short, we took a picture with that guy. I had him send it to me. So then I got his number because I'm like, boom, networking. I got his number, got some common ground. Let's see if he wants to buy some gloves, right? Then there was another guy. His buddy, this guy was uh, had much shorter hair, and uh, and was wearing a vest, and he um, he was bragging about how he can get all these girls, and he kept saying that he's a, a dragon slayer, like he's from Game of Thrones, and I'm like, all right, nice man, cool, and then he's like, yeah, see those guys over there, I set them up with that girl, and you see this girl over here, she's gonna do this to me tonight. I'm like, all right, pal, all right, we're the networking event here, all right, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna engage too much. I wasn't really, you know, I was drinking, right, but I wasn't like at this level you know, and, uh, and he then said, um, you know, if you, if you are single, stay single for as long as you can. And if you're married, have an understanding. So that was, uh, the type of networking talk that was going on there. And then there was one other guy who, um, this was like after the, the seven to nine networking event was over. And, um, and I guess it was just doors open to the public. Right. So Marcus and I are sitting there at the bar, like just drinking our drinks, hanging out. And, uh, and this guy comes up and is like nudging up on us and, and Marcus is like, okay, what's, what is this guy doing? So I turn and I'm like, all right, I'm like, I'm the networker here. Right. So I'm just like, Hey pal, you know, what are you doing? What do you, what's your role in the lacrosse community? He's like, oh, I'm just about it. And we're like, you're, you're not a coach or a player or, you know, he's like, no, no, no. As he's like grabbing his six beers. He's like, no, I'm just all about it. And we're like, okay, all about it. So, so then to continue with the night, um, Marcus and I just went back to the hotel because we weren't, you know, getting crazy or anything like that. We were just hanging out, having a conversation, observing the room, observing the nature of the LaxCon networking event. And it was a great time. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this in a bad way. We had a great time. It was a really good networking event um, the whole weekend. <laughs> you know, this was people maybe just blowing off some steam. Uh, but then we get back to the hotel and I get a call from this woman who starts like talking sexy time to me and I'm like uh, who is this and she's like this is what she said this is uh this is Danielle uh, Byron paid me $300 to talk all sexy to you and I'm like well listen I don't know anybody named Byron but uh but what is this all about you know and I'll be honest I had a few drinks in me so I was like let's see where this goes not that I was going to, you know, take it anywhere, but I was going to I was going to control it, you know, because I did not pay for this. I know nobody named Byron. So, I imagine, you know, I imagine that there's people on the other end of this line laughing at my expense. And I'm just not going to let that happen. Just not going to let that happen. I'm going to take control of this conversation, and even if it's not funny, even if it's not funny, I'm not going to be the butt of the joke. So, so I say, all right, Danielle. 
if Byron paid you three hundred dollars, I might, you know, Byron might as well get his money's worth. So what's your first move? I'm laying here in my hotel, got my socks off, sweatpants on. What's up? What's up? What's your first move? She's like, well, what do you want me to do? And I'm like, I want you to take control, right? You're the professional here, right? You're worth three hundred dollars. You take control. What's going on here, Danielle? Who's Byron? And uh, she's like, well, first I would start by putting your socks back on. And I'm like, socks back on? Danielle, this seems to be going the opposite way that I expected, that Byron probably expected it. And, uh, you know, I'm not really happy with it. So tell Byron he got ripped off and then I hung up. And that was that. That was that. I owned it. And I think the people on the other end of the line, maybe maybe they didn't get a laugh, right? I wasn't trying to make them laugh. I mean, that would have been a plus if I would have just punked the the female caller. But, you know, that was the type of shenanigans going on this weekend, you know? Um, but other good stuff that was happening, we met our, our friends that we've been in correspondence with from, uh, from US Lax Mag, which is really cool because they uh, are people that we've been working with for a while and they're really nice people and, you know, their ads for us have been doing really well and we're happy to work with them. So it was great to meet with them. It was great to meet with other vendors in the industry and other companies in the industry. Because number one, you know, they might have contacts that we might find interesting, right? Different teams, leagues, academies, things like that. Um, But even on top of that, it was really cool to just see and meet with other entrepreneurs that kind of had a similar mindset to us. You know, I met a guy who was, I think he was like 32 and he had just started this app. Go check it out. It's called Reps, just Reps, R-E-P-S. And it's an online app. It's free. And I guess you like set it on the ground and it gives you like uh, training things that you can do, you know, for lacrosse with just a ball, a stick in a wall. Like you just do different moves and stuff and it has timers and judges you and things like that. So it's a free app. And then they are developing a ball, um, which is like a smart ball. So like it'll be able to track how many times you throw it off the wall and catch it. And I was just asking him, I'm like, you know, how much is it to, uh, to like get this stuff started, right? I mean, it's not it's not cheap to start an app. He's like, yeah, you know, I mean, the app, yeah, good app could run you about 50 grand. And, you know, this ball, yeah, it's another 50 grand. I'm like, dude, so you're 32 and you just dropped 100K. And, I, you know, I don't know if it was all him. I don't know if he has outside investors. We didn't get in all the nuts and bolts. But, like, you know, it just kind of made, you know, not to talk down on his thing because that's awesome and he's doing it at that level. But Odorex, we're not at that level. Like, I have not put in that much money, you know, in comparison to, like, how much money I'll hopefully make in my lifetime. Um, you know, it's not that much money that I'm putting forward now, right? Um, and don't get on me with the compounding interest. If you oh, if you put that in the stock market, with compounding interest over things you do, I, I don't care, right? I'm learning stuff. I'm experiencing life. I'm trying something I'm passionate about. So go kick rocks. But what I'm saying is, it's interesting to talk to other people with a like mindset because we're all doing the same thing out here, baby. And some of us are doing things more similarly than others. And uh, it's cool when you can talk with those people that have a similar mindset. So, man, that's a nice halfway through the episode here. Uh, What's been going on with Ramp Armor? Um, Well, uh, to be honest, um, well, I'm going to Michigan next week. So that's exciting. Um, I might be able to get a podcast out if I have a little bit more time in the evenings. Um, But, yeah, I'm going to go visit some folks in Michigan. I'm going to visit a skate park. I'm going to visit a lumber yard, which I'm actually very keen on visiting uh it's a guy that i've been talking with for a while um he might be able to use ramp armor in some some ways that i haven't quite imagined and um you know i uh i floated the idea out there of potentially i've never talked about this publicly so 
I'm like debating. Basically, you know, finding a way to get ramp armor on its own, you know, getting it kind of out from the manufacturing company. Because if you look at Skate Light, they have Rich Light as their parent manufacturing company, and then there's Skate Light. And Skate Light is a division of Rich Light. I don't know if Skate Light is its own brand, or I don't know if it's its own company with its own EIN and things like that. But it seems like there's some very clear separation. There's a team of people allocated to Skate Light. Um, you know, they have a lot of resources, it seems. And sometimes I worry that, you know, some of those resources at Iton are going to be first spent on elements of our core business, which I cannot fault Iton for. You know what I mean? It's what's gotten them here and, you know, for the past hundred years, right? It's what we've been doing in business. So when something like Ramp Armor comes along and it's quite different from the traditional business model, uh, there's a lot of, you know, there's just not a lot of interest in doing that just because it's risky. You know what I mean? Like you don't really know. I mean, it's nothing that, um, you know, you've ever had any real resources spent on it before. So why would you, you know, go off of what has you know, gotten you this far is what I'll say. So I'm not hating on that, but I do like the idea of ramp armor being able to support itself. Um, and, and this person might be someone that could potentially help with that. Um, just from an idea standpoint, from a, from a, 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 a structural standpoint of what it needs to look like. I mean, we've talked about, you know, developing profit centers, um, which I don't really know what that means. I just think it kind of means like it stands on its own and then just like feeds money back into the parent company. Um, you know, so, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't want to say too much more uh, just because like, you know, it's all exploratory at this point. Um, but I am excited to get out, get on the road. And, uh, you know, I think the thing I was kind of like hesitant about um, was was uh, like just going out and disrupting my schedule. Um, cause you know, I've been on like a good kick, right? Remember when I was talking to you guys about my, my new year's resolutions, things like that. Well, I, I have my, my app that I'm tracking my habits. You know, I've been eating pretty well. I've been really happy about that. I think this is what the third week in January. So I've been like three, two or three Sundays in a row. I've gone to Aldi and, and made my, made my meals properly, which helps me get through my week on a healthy note. I lifted tonight. I'm just saying, I'm getting on a little bit of a roll here. I bought a ukulele last night. It's over there chilling. You know, because I saw a thing today, it was like, uh, it was, you know, for mental health. It's like, do something for your mind, your body, and your spirit, or your soul, every single day. So for me, mind, you know, I got a book here. I could read that. I got a book. Uh, body, lifted, run, exercise. You could do whatever you want. Skateboard. And soul, last night, I was plucking around on this little ukulele. I got to be honest. I was plucking on it. I was strumming on it. And I was singing a little bit. And I almost shed a tear. I definitely felt some level of of universal passion in me. So if that's not touching my soul, then you know, I don't know what it's touching. So I am excited to learn that. And and you know, I'm doing this podcast now, it's nine thirty at night. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up here and then I'm probably gonna play a little bit of Xbox because that is something that I was I was thinking about that on my way to the gym. I do like to play a little bit of Xbox, it takes my mind off things, it takes me to a whole different realm where I'm really not thinking about anything. Um, similar to skateboarding, similar to, to ukulele, but with skateboarding and ukulele, I feel like if I just, you know, like I could play video games totally mindlessly, just I'm sure as many people could. Um, and I don't find it to be a problem. It's not something that I'm like addicted to. It's not getting in the way of the tasks that I need to get done. So I don't see an issue with it. Um, 
you know, but if I did that same level of mindlessness while I'm skateboarding or you playing the ukulele, those two activities would be a waste of time. Whereas playing video games, I mean, unless you, you know, are doing it for, you know, uh, for money or if you're like doing it with your friends and it's social and you're playing online, it kind of is a waste of time. Um, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Like there are good wastes of time. Like it's good to kind of not waste time, right? I think maybe it's a bad word, but it's kind of just like a, just turn your mind off for a little bit, kind of decompress. I very much enjoyed it. I'm a proponent of it. Um, but all that to say, um, that, you know, I am getting on the road <laughs> next week. That's what I was talking about. And, um, and, you know, I'm excited to see this will be a good challenge, right? Because I've been good at identifying the challenges, right? I was, uh, you know, that first week, I was like, all right, bro, you got to wake up on time. It's going to be really tough this week because it's the first time you've done it in three weeks, four weeks. But uh wasn't quite that long. But, you know, now it's like, you know, you've done it. You've done well. You've exercised. You've run a little bit. Um, you've got moving, got active. Now it's time to see if you can do it on the road. Your hotel will have a gym, I think. If not, go outside. Do something. Do some push-ups in your room. My workout that I did tonight, I don't know. I, I used some equipment, but I could probably do a very similar workout in my hotel room. Um, you know, so just that's me. That's me just putting it out there into the world just because I got to do it. And, uh, and yeah, so I'm just saying I'm going to do it to hold myself accountable. And then in two weeks when we talk, I'll let you know how it went. So, I'm going out visiting a few places. I'm, I'm visiting that lumber yard. I'm visiting a skate park um, that is owned by a church. So that's uh, seemingly promising because, you know, a lot of skate parks are, you know, they don't, they just don't have a ton of funds. You know, it's, it's tough. I, I don't really understand the business model of skate parks too well. Um, I would love to, you know, I would love to know, like, does most of their money come from the shop? Does the shop have, is it, is it its own entity? Um, cause I imagine there's, you know, much more upkeep in the park than there is the shop. You know, if you're just buying new apparel, I mean, do they keep stuff on inventory? Probably not. Is it all consignment, you know, or is some of it consignment? I don't know. You know, I would love to learn more about it, but the theory is that if it's a church, it probably has some budget set aside for it. Now that could be a good thing, but that also could be a bad thing. You know, if it's like, if that budget is, is decided by, you know, just a percentage of overall expenses, well, then maybe it's not, not as good, or maybe it's a, you know, I don't know. So I'm very interested just to learn more about that, to see how I can help the customer. Um, Cause you know, the ramp armor getting down is going to help any customer and I'm not just spewing BS. It's going to be in there and it's going to last longer. It's going to be, it's more durable. So if you take that price and this is, this is a good sales point that I always try to bring up and I, and I've tried to get good at like articulating it quickly. I mean, if you take a product that's, you know, a, 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 a what do you, what do you call it? Um, what's the term? Not cheap. I don't want to say cheap, but a di- not a discount, but a budget. But if you, if you go with a budget product, right, a budget sheet, let's just say a hundred dollars. And if that sheet lasts you two years, that's $50 a year. You see, you follow, you see, it's like you could, I mean, you pay it all up front at once, but Really, it's it's $50 one year, $50 next year if we're talking accounting and amortization and allocation. Um, and then on top of it, you got to replace the sheet, pay the people to do that, take the time out of your park so you're losing that revenue. Um, whereas if you go with a ramp armor sheet, let's just say it's a 150, which our sheets are a little bit more, unless you're getting a higher quantity. And um, you know now all of a sudden those sheets last 10 years, 
Well, instead of $50 a year, it's 150 divided by 10. That's $15 a year, you know? So it's, uh, and you don't need to worry about replacing it. You don't need to worry about rebuilding it. You don't need to worry about closing it down for a little bit. Um, you know, so it, it makes sense. Like from a budgetary standpoint, it makes perfect sense. And the quality is great. I mean, the people down at Skate Park of Tampa love it. That reminds me, Skate Park of Tampa sent us the agreement, um, the proposal agreement to be partners with them. And um, I have not really gotten back to them yet. Um, there's been some stuff going on at Iton. Uh, you know, my manager's been sick and then he was traveling and stuff. So I haven't really had a chance to sit down and talk to him with it, talk with him about it. Um, but I got to be honest, um, I don't know if we're going to be able to do it. I hope we can, but I'm not sure if we will. Um, you know, we have a new accountant uh, at the helm here at the parent company. And, um, you know, things are kind of black and white. And they're going to say, hey, we did this last year and we have not really seen much out of it. Now, that that saddens me a lot because I understand that, you know, I mean, look at the example I just gave. Those sheets are going to be in Tampa. The sheets that we provided them last year as a part of the sponsorship are going to be in the skate park of Tampa for potentially 20 years. I mean, that's how long the skate light was in there before, 20 years. So if you take our, I think it was like 10 grand in product. I, you know, I hope I'm not talking too much inside baseball here, but let's just say 10 grand in product over 20 years. I mean, do the math on that, you know, do the math on it. It's, it's really not that bad. It's really not that bad when you break it down year over year. And then when you say that, you know, compared to the, the benefit that we're going to get out of it, the eyes, the marketing, things like that, you know, I think over that time period, you know, it, we'd be well, we'd be wise to do it and get that sponsorship just from a standpoint of having friends in the industry and people that support us and, you know, kind of tying our name to a big, a big skate park that's, that's world renowned and known as a Mecca if you Google it. Um, you know, but that kind of gets back to what I was talking about at the beginning when I was talking about ramp armor is, you know, some of those things that I want to do, you know, we're not able to do, um, you know, just from a, from an overall company standpoint. And, you know, that's why I'm excited to go, uh, you know, talk to this guy and hear some of his ideas in Michigan. And, um, you know, I've been working on some stuff. I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos on financial things and all that. And, you know, not to pat myself on the back here, my computer locked up. Don't know how much time I've been doing. Um, 27 years. So not to pat myself on the back, but I, I was an accounting major in college. And the importance of understanding for the finances of it, I think, are quite important. Um, just having a general understanding. I'm not saying you need to be an accountant or an accounting major or a former auditor like I was. Because I felt like I did not learn anything from being an auditor. Got to be honest. It was just one whirlwind of a year where I just was angry and confused the entire time. <laughs> so, and tired. But, uh, so I'm, I'm happy I'm not there anymore. I'm, life is, is trending upward. But, um, you know, I'm putting together some numbers. Because we have a lot of past numbers. And, you know, using that to predict the future is a good way to develop credibility in what you're saying and um you know I'm excited to see how it turns out when I when I you know talk to these guys and and work on it further and look up more videos on how to do it and stuff like that and um you know I think any any business that you're starting up 
you know, it's, you got to try to understand where your, your costs are, you know, I mean, it's going to be tough to predict the revenue, but just understanding what the costs are going to be is really important because those are the things that like you definitely need to, to, to spend like that's money that needs to move. And unfortunately it, if it's an expense, if it's a cost, it's moving outward. Um, you know, so I think probably one of the things as I'm saying this right now, I, I think one of the things I'm learning is I understanding, realizing, thinking is that I probably need to find a better way to tie in the marketing spending to the sales, you know, and that's going to be tough because we don't really have any historical data that supports that. We have sales data of, you know, here's how many sheets we sold. Here's how much money we made off of it. Here's how much that cost us. Um, here's our raw materials that went into it. Here's the prices that we paid for it. Um, it's really been interesting to look at the historical data for Ramp Armor since 2008 and, uh, and just see what has happened with the cost of goods sold. Um, I mean, it's gone up quite significantly, you know, I'm not going to get into the nuts and bolts of it cause that would kind of not be great, not be wise. Um, telling you how much it costs us and then give you an idea of how much margin we make and then you you know, it's just not, not, I mean, it's just not like, imagine if Nike told you, yeah, the shoes that you bought for $230 costs us $8 to make. So, and we don't have margins anywhere near that. Um, our margins are, you know, quite thin and that's part of the issue sometimes I think is, you know, even if we do make a lot of money, we don't necessarily keep a lot of the money. So there's a lot of things that I, I want to change and, you know, I'm trying to lay out a plan for that to happen. And, um, you know, I think it's, you know, it's, it would present a win, win, win situation for everyone. Um, you know, because it could be, uh, ramp armor could have the, the, you know, what I believe to be the, the space to maneuver the parent company wouldn't really have to worry about it as much anymore. Um, you know, one less headache and then, uh, you know, it would make me happy because it would let me try to do something. It's very difficult for me whenever I have a vision for something that I have quite a lot of conviction about um, to just lay down with it. You know, I've noticed like with ramp with Odorex, you know, I mean, I've been working on that for quite some time. You could say I have a lot of commitment for it. Um, but, you know, it's because we had a vision. You know, and with Ramp Armor, I feel like my vision's even clearer because of the experience that I have with Odorex and also because we have some historical data that we're working with. So, you know, all that's to say, I find a lot of passion working for Ramp Armor. I know I'm not a great skateboarder, but I'm getting there very, very slowly. But I feel like I see a path forward to success and I'm competitive. And, uh, and I would hate to just, not give that a shot so with that i appreciate you listening and i will be back potentially next week maybe the week after uh, but we're getting close to february so i suppose i need to buy some equipment to get a video broadcast going out so that's that thank you for listening and i'll talk to you when i talk to you see ya